Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash of audio art, music, interviews, and fiction that will have you wondering, what is there to be afraid of? Here's the Deacon of the Dark, Ian Punnett. In episode two of Bottom of the Box, titled Spatter Matters, we will return to the theme of recurring dreams and the line that exists, if there is one, between dreams and what some people call visions. Dr. Judith Orloff, psychiatrist, author, empath, and dream interpreter, once told me on a Christmas Eve about a decade ago while I was wrapping packages in the background that that nightmares are more important. They teach us more about ourselves than dreams. And if there's a recurring dream in our life, it's our subconscious trying to break through. And certainly as a psychiatrist, you know, I see my, my role as providing light and darkness for people. 
And because the freedom comes from really freeing yourself up from all that darkness that you're afraid of, but you have to do it really little by little. And I think that's why nightmares are so helpful. You know, I have a section in Emotional Freedom on the healing power of nightmares. And let's say you have depression or let's say you have something inside of you that you're, you're a little bit afraid to deal with. You can ask a question to a dream and just say, please show me what it is I'm afraid of and how I can heal it. Not just what I'm afraid of. There has to be a solution. And right. the key is to ask a very specific question before you go to sleep at night. Only one question. Don't ask more than one because then the, the answers will get confused. And then go to sleep. And first thing in the morning, spend a few minutes of quiet time. Don't talk right away because when you engage the linear mind in the morning, you won't be able to remember your dreams. Then write down whatever comes. And it could be you're being chased by a malevolent pursuer on the edge of a cliff. The kind of dream where you wake up and go, oh, I'm so happy it was only a dream. Right. But to me, you need to know who that pursuer is so you can free yourself. And in the way you find out is that in the daytime, you say to yourself, all right, who was that face? Was it my abusive father? Was it my alcoholic mother? Was it my ex-wife who who dumped me and left me with my best friend? Who is this person pursuing me? And once you can identify it, that's half the battle. And dreams help you do that. So I just encourage everyone, even if the dreams are frightening, try and see the details of them so that you can free yourself. Because recurring dreams only happen if you don't deal with that unconscious material. Let's say being chased, you know, throughout your life. You you might be on your deathbed having that same dream. But I keep thinking about what David Rudolph says, too. You remember David. From the Netflix series The Staircase, his Webby award-winning criminal justice podcast, Abuse of Power, and his book, American Injustice, Inside Stories from the Underbelly of the Criminal Justice System, David talks about legitimate fears that we should have regarding the demeanor of police. Maybe In fact, if I had it to do all over again, the thing I would change about this next episode is not making the police so polite. Such as it is, episode two of The Bottom of the Box, part of the Vaudeville for the Frightened series, performed by the Wildcat Community Theater of the Air. Next. for the frightened. Use your ears to fight your fears. Series 1, The Bottom of the Box. This is the second recorded interview with Dr. Mark Sturgis on the evening of September 22nd at 8 p.m. Dr. Sturgis has not been Mirandized. As a courtesy, while jurisdiction for the investigation is still under negotiation, Sergeant Fred Ludiger from Campus Police is present, as is Dr. Mal Sturgis, Dr. Sturgis' wife of 21 years, plus his attorney, Chloe Wilson. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. 
With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Who is here as an observer and advisor? The campus is closed for investigation until after the memorial service for Mary Kay Campbell on Thursday, so this interview is being conducted at the Metro Station interview room number three. Please let the record show that my client is here voluntarily. He's free to go at any time without his leaving being considered a reflection of guilt. He has not been Mirandized because he is not a suspect or a person of interest. For the purposes of this interview, he is a concerned citizen and a potential witness before the fact who's agreed to this interview to clear up any confusion from 6.45 a.m. this morning. He was going to go to his Boxster Lake cabin and relax, but stated... Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. In town to help. Furthermore, contrary to what we were promised two hours ago when we agreed to voluntarily come in for another interview, neither Sergeant Ludiger or Detective Brody have produced a tape recording, a transcript, or any proof of this alleged tip to campus security suggesting that Dr. Sergis was romantically involved with the victim, Mary Kay Campbell. Until such time as we see any evidence that this anonymous, erroneous claim was actually made, we will refrain from discussing it. Detective Brody, do you have anything to add? Pursuant to our agreement, I would like to apologize for my overly aggressive tone this morning and for causing any temporary emotional conflict between Dr. Sturgis and the other Dr. Sturgis. Preliminary ballistics reports confirm that the bullet that killed Mary Kay Campbell could not have been fired by Mark Sturgis' missing rifle. It was from an AR-15. I'm over it. I'm not. Let's move on. Dr. Mark Sturgis, you have a statement you would like to read. I do. Proceed. The nightmare that woke me up at 2.30 this morning is a variation of a memory I'd rather forget. When our daughter, Avi, was just a baby, and we're not telling her about any of this for now, by the way, we were driving down from Atlanta to see my folks in Tampa for Thanksgiving. Mal had made a bed in the back of our new station wagon just behind the back seat so we could switch off driving and sleeping. It was a difficult space to get in and out of without help, and we had pulled off the highway 
and we had switched places at an abandoned gas station. Just before Mal was starting to drive away, a guy with a bloody nose appeared out of nowhere, mumbling about a Kleenex or something, and she started walking closer to him so that she could hear. In the dark, and I am trapped. After she turned around and started walking back to the car to get a Kleenex or whatever for this guy, I started saying to her in a non-panic tone, flatly, Get in the car! Get in the car! Then the guy with the bloody face starts following her back to her open driver's side door, so I started saying it louder and more urgently, Get in the car! That's when the headlights of a car neither of us had noticed before, but apparently had been there the whole time, came on and started to roll slowly behind the bloody guy's face. At the last second, she heard me much more passionately saying, Get in the car! And it was like a spell was broken. Mal jumped into the car and started driving. We turned back onto the interstate and we were gone safely toward Tampa. But this is the nightmare part in my dream, Detective Brody. Mal is shot dead in the front seat and the guy with the bloody nose turns toward me just before I wake up. My recurring nightmare is centered in how badly it could have gone and how powerless I would have been to stop it. Not a celebration of being single again. Your comment that ended our interview, Detective Brody, was just so ugly and hurtful. Now, I can handle that, but you were in my house using my friendship with Fred to see what would happen if you drove a wedge between me and my wife. And Fred, that was irresponsible and ambitious of you at the potential expense of my marriage and my standing on this campus. Well, that that wasn't my intent, Mark. I, I, I was just trying to get you cleared as fast as possible. That, that's why I brought Detective Brody over. I'm over it. I'm still not. But let's move on. Can you verify that story? I, I called the GBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation... Uh, But they laughed it off, actually. The agent I spoke with joked, Well, this story is nothing to sneeze at. We'll get right on the case of the Kleenex killer. And then he hung up on me. And no, I cannot verify that happened. Now would be a good time for you to tell us more about this so-called anonymous tip. Campus police do not record incoming calls to the office. Only 911. But the third shift officer who took the call, Officer Goodwin, which had been bounced to his cell phone, wrote down the tip verbatim. The caller was female, neutral accent, sounded educated and middle-aged, he wrote in his notes. This is what she said. You need to know that the director of the writing program has been sleeping with, or trying to sleep with, all of his female grad students. You need to start looking into that. Uh Uh-huh. What I heard is that at no point is my client's name mentioned in the recording, nor is the name of Mary Kay Campbell. I believe the tipster was very clear that the subject of the call was the dean of the writing program. That would be Dr. Sturgis. 
but I'm not. I'm the acting dean of the writing program. I'm just pro tem as a favor to the department. Mark is being humble. He's a lock on becoming a dean on this campus. Everybody loves him, and the university is too broke to conduct a nationwide search these days, so they'll be filling his position from within. You sound a little jealous of Dr. Sturgis. Dr. Sturgis? I mean, who wouldn't be? He's Dr. Popular, and he's the luckiest guy on the planet. If there's a raffle or a drawing for anything, chances are you're going to hear his name being announced as the winner. That's kind of a compulsion. I can't pass a drawing box without entering it. My client gets 100 emails a week from all his grad students, male and female. There's nothing incriminating about that email. It just says, Dear Mark, and then I. It doesn't say, My Dearest Mark, or My Darling Mark. Just a typical, professional format that is completely unrelated. All I can tell you is that you can search all my messages from Mary Kay Campbell. I have nothing to hide. Sergeant Ludiger, can you walk us through the receipt of this message, just for the record? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, let's see. Okay. <clears throat> At 6.07 on September 22nd, while standing guard outside the main entrance to Francis Hall, as Metro Police processed the crime scene in Dr. Sturgis's office, a campus security office call was forwarded to Officer Goodman's cell phone, purportedly about a sexual relationship between Dr. Sturgis and the victim. The tipster dictated a message to Officer Goodman, but the caller sounded fuzzy, as Officer Goodwin described, and then hung up. The call lasted under a minute. Officer Goodman notified me of the tip. I then shared that with Detective Brody because well, it was relevant. And, I mean, Mark and I are friends. I didn't want the appearance of impropriety. Based on that information, while the crime scene was still being processed, Detective Brody asked me to take her to Dr. Sturgis's house and ask him about the tip. I get an impression of a, well, of a potential suspect. I'm adding for the benefit of the recording, alleged sexual relationship, and that, again, Dr. Sturgis was not mentioned by name in that accusation. So noted. Detective Brody, what proof do you have that this call happened as Sergeant Ludiger described it? Are you accusing one of Sergeant Ludiger's campus police officers of making up a lie? Just asking. Did you check the call logs and all the time codes that verify how and when a call was received? Uh, I can do that tomorrow and get back to you. That'll be fine. At the risk of sounding gruesome, may I see some of the crime scene photos? I, I don't want to look at anything too bloody of poor Mary Kay, who was a very nice, very smart girl in my opinion. But I just want to see what the interior of the office looked like. Uh, Detective, I believe that's your call. These are from across the room. And this is all I'm willing to show you. That's Mark's office. Mark, isn't that your old high-back office chair? Please look. Um, yeah, that's my old chair, but that's not my... And isn't that your old, faded Atlanta Braves baseball cap the victim is wearing with her ponytail sticking out? Uh-huh, appears to be. I'm your wife, and I'm asking you to be honest. Did you give Mary Kay your old Braves hat as a present? No, I did not. Last time I saw it, it was hanging off the shelf in my office, but that's not... Mark, I'm going to stop you right there, because I've heard enough, and I'm going to step out for a while. I didn't give it to her. Oh, I know. I'm just going to be gone for a bit. How long? Where are you going? Fred, if you can call ahead and ask your people to let me in the building, 
I'll take a few snaps with my cell phone there and just one quick photo of Mark's office from the hallway. Should take about 20 minutes, tops. Chloe, I don't mean to tell you your business, but I would end this interview until you hear from me. Where are you going? Why are you leaving? Well, the way I figure it, somebody has to prove your innocence once and for all, sweetie, or the cops will never find Mary Kay's real killer. Look for my text. I wonder what she thought we missed. So, people, I guess it's my turn to declare this meeting officially over. Keep your phones on. It all seems so innocent, doesn't it? You know, I mean, this fictional story so far of a guy who's in the crosshairs of a by-the-book local detective who's investigating a murder, maybe feeling a little departmental pressure, enough that she starts to swap a lack of evidence or even relevant testimony for inconsistencies and some circumstantial incidences of, you know, like a dream that seems incriminating or or maybe an anonymous phone tip that doesn't even name the suspect. It makes you wonder how many people in America have been put to death for this or less who have been found guilty of Capital One murder on this kind of thing alone. According to attorney David Rudolph from the Netflix series The Staircase, his Webby Award-winning criminal justice podcast, Abuse of Power, and the author of American Injustice, Inside Stories from the Underbelly of the Criminal Justice System, the concept that innocent people have been murdered by the state, officially put to death for crimes they did not commit, has been the focus of much of his work. I guess the first question is, are we talking about legally executed or are we talking about lynchings going back into history? Because if, okay. if that's what we're talking about, there are hundreds, if not thousands. Uh, but but let's let's confine the discussion to people who have been legally, so to speak, put to death uh, by the state. You know, it's a great question, and I think the the legal system has fought mightily to keep the answer from ever being known. Uh, you know, I'm aware, and, and we covered this on one of the cases we covered uh, on the Abuse of Power podcast uh, last year, uh, a case out of Tennessee where a family member uh, has been trying to get DNA testing done uh, after an execution uh, to prove that the person, her, her uh, relative, uh, was not guilty. Uh, and the state has fought tooth and nail uh, to keep that DNA evidence from being disclosed uh, successfully so far. Why? Uh, What's the and, state's and, argument? What's the state's rationale? Uh, well, it was, no, it's a technical argument. It's it's that the the statute that they're seeking the the uh, relief under doesn't apply once somebody has already been executed. Of course, in that particular case, the person tried to get the DNA DNA evidence before they were executed, uh, and the state raised a different argument, technical argument. So uh, there is no rationale. Uh, okay. You know, the rationale is is a, is a a technicality under the law, you know, how the statute is worded. But, you know, that that's a fig leaf. Uh, and, and obviously what's going on there is that the state does not want 
anyone to prove that it put to death somebody who was innocent. Uh, there's a very good chance there was a, a person in Texas who was convicted of killing his children in a in a fire. Right. Uh, and, I remember and this story. Yeah, and there's very good evidence uh, that the expert testimony in that case was completely fabricated. Right. Uh, and he's probably innocent. Uh, but you you know how do you, how do you prove a negative, especially when somebody has been killed already? Let's put a pin in that thought that innocent people have been executed and that guilty have gone free all because of police tunnel vision, uh, confirmation bias or prosecutorial CYA until next episode. David has an amazing story to tell then. But on the table still is Dr. Judy Orloff's question about deciphering recurring nightmares and what they're trying to tell us. You can ask a question to a dream and just say, please show me what it is I'm afraid of and how I can heal it. Now, candidly, I wrote and produced this podcast series, so I already know the answer to that one regarding Dr. Mark Sturgis. What I have yet to figure out is what is the difference between an instructive dream or nightmare, as Dr. Judy Orloff describes them, and a vision that comes to us when we're sleeping. For that answer, I return to my friend, Ernie LaPointe, in this Vaudeville for the Frightened, next. for the frightened use your ears to fight your fears series one the bottom of the box if you have a story about a vision you've had then you too may have insight about the difference between dreams and visions and maybe something to say about fear as well feel free to reach out and follow me on twitter at deacon punnett where I will regularly respond. I have visions from time to time, I think, but they usually come to me in dreams, which is why the difference confuses me. Ernie LaPointe has a clearer understanding of what is a dream and what is a vision, one he was raised with in his Lakota tradition as the great-grandson of Sitting Bull. Most of the messages that you get is through vision quest, you know, either through a, a ceremony or, you know, maybe through a purification lodge. A dream basically, you know, is, a, is personal to you about, you know, whatever the dream you have. You have to, you know, like they told me, you know, you should figure this out yourself. You know, it's, it's your own personal walk. And then the vision is is a direction or a a way that you need to go towards the future. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. 
Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What you what you what they call what you call to do. So, you know, the difference between a uh, vision and a dream is is one is personal. You you have to uh, figure it out yourself. What what, the, what your dream is? I know the medicine man. Used to people come to him and ask him, oh, "I had a dream. I need you to tell me." And, and you know, after a while, he he got kind of. He says, "I'm not a dream interpreter. You know, you have to interpret it yourself as a human being." So you know, I understand where he's coming from because, you know, I mean, a vision now. They can you know when you tell him what the vision you had is. And he knows that, you know, you're going in the right direction. You know, if you need direction, you have to speak solely to your own spirits. So, you know, it's it's a, it's not a complicated issue, but, you know, some people make it complicated, you know. So, and yet it was a vision to your great-grandfather then about what was going to happen when George Armstrong Custer was on the march he he had a vision hey have you ever used cheapo air for years and i really like it with cheapo air you can book online use their app or even over the phone they've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations they're my go-to for travel planning and if you join their club miles program you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel book on the app and you get double points sounds like it's time i tried cheapo air call cheapo air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Can you tell me more about his vision as it's passed down in your family tradition to you and what it meant to him? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, he had the vision in the Sundance when he was doing the Sundance. And uh, I think it was the third day he had this vision of the clouds opened up. And his, he said it looked like grasshoppers. You know, falling down. But he looked again, and there were uh, soldiers falling upside down into the camp. In, into a camp, you know, he seen in his vision. He had this camp there, and they were falling in there. And uh, the voice from the creator told him, "He says, I gave you these because they have no ears." And you know, the again, you know, when you have a vision like that, they don't explain to you. With what they, what this is, you know what it is. You should know what it is if you're a spiritual person, and if you're you know if you live a, a spiritual way of life. So he knew what was coming, but and it was right after that when he told the people about his vision. Crook came up the the rosebud and attacked, tried to attack him, and Crazy Horse and his group went and chased him off. And they thought that was the vision. He said, "No, it's not the vision." And the food was running out, so they moved further west to the Little Bighorn River. And that's when uh, 
Husker came. So that was the vision. So, you know, it's, it's basically you have to be uh, interpret these things yourself. You have to know what it is that, that they show you, what it is you have to do. And sometimes, you know, they tell you things that, you know, it's kind of like uh, you get, sometimes you get what you need, not what you want, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to understand what it is. And, you know, I, I seen people get angry, you know, a little bit because what they want, it doesn't happen, you know, but they give them, they tell them what they need. That, that's the difference, you know, a vision. Sure. You can under, you can be told by the spirits in the, in the ceremony what 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 the outcome would be, but in the dream it's up to you to decipher what it is. So can that, you give me can you give me an example in your own life when you were either re- coming out of the Vietnam experience or for what any other reason when a dream gave you a glimpse of something that or it forced you to look inside yourself for an answer about something that you were wrestling with well you know the the dreams that i had were flat were about the war you know i'm always seeing the face come before me of the first man i killed in vietnam he always haunted me and you know it was driving me crazy because i don't know maybe it was my guilt in me of the war thing, but, uh, you know, that's, that's when I started running from it. I take off, go somewhere else and I'm good for a while. And then it, it hits. Then I started abusing alcohol, you know, cause I figured that's the way to numb it, you know, cause you don't remember it, but actually all the people around, you know, that you're, you're reliving that, that, that dream again. So that, that was my, Thing, but that Vietnam experience overrode any dreams I ever had. Ernie will share his vision for a more hopeful future at the end of this series. It's a real vision he had, but this podcast is about more than just dreams versus visions. Nothing very scary about that, except that this vision or recurring dream at an event, whatever it is, that's still chasing Dr. Mark Sturgis of something he has yet to reconcile concerns a roadside killer that he's being called to confront. That is the core of this story, and we are nowhere near getting to the bottom of that yet. First, we'll return to the reflections on our justice system from David Rudolph with a story about a former client of his that you won't believe. Also, a couple words about police intuition that Detective Brody from our story claims to have from an actual police instructor, SWAT trainer, cold case detective, and UFO author Greg Lawson as we continue to explore the answers that await us all at the bottom of the box in the next episode of Vaudeville for the Frightened. This episode of Vaudeville for the Frightened featured Andrew and Jen Smith, Gabrielle Warrender, Marjorie Punnett, and Ed Weigel, our announcer and friend. The theme for Vaudeville for the Frightened was written by Andrew Clark and performed by Ryan Winters and Pistol Beauty. 
Original music by Colby Van Camp. Engineered by Jacob Cummings, Dawson Wagner, Colby Van Camp, Mason Camara, and Adolfo Blanco. Special thanks to Marjorie Punnett, Corny Cole, Lisa Lyon, Chris Boros, Bill May, Tom Danizer, and Julie Talbot. And thank you, Joe Brandmeier. This has been a 4th Down and 10 production. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.